This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to the interview series. Welcome to the Retail Insider Podcast. I'm your host today, Craig Patterson, and we're joined here today with two special guests. We've got Lee Jackson. He's Vice President of Retail Business Development at Brokerage JLL. We've got Jesse Michael. He's the Managing Director of AdeptMind, which is an AI tech firm that we're going to be talking about today in terms of a partnership with the two. So welcome, gentlemen. Thanks, Craig. You're having us. And a quick word from our podcast episode sponsor, Swift is a rapidly growing Canadian same-day shipping company that has partnered exclusively with Retail Insider. Learn more about Swift's scalable best-in-class last-mile solution by following the link in our show notes. Now, tell me a little bit about this partnership with the DebtMind uh, and JLL. Uh, so uh, this is this is Lee speaking, uh, Craig. So uh, a DebtMind uh, partnered with Cadillac Fairview in uh November of 2019, and went uh, live with CF Live in early May of 2020, early in the pandemic. And at uh, JLL Retail Canada, we have a very large tenant representation business. We have about 130 plus clients, and we started to receive some notifications to those tenants uh, asking for for uh, access or, or or partnership with the CF Live application. And uh, that led me to Jesse. We wanted to learn a little bit more uh, about what the application was here. Uh, we learned about uh, product discovery and uh, some of the innovative stuff. And I know Jesse's going to talk a little bit about the capabilities of the product shortly. And uh, that really led to uh, an, an eye-opener for, for myself. We're a retail advisory-based group and thought, geez, the shopping center can help guests to discover what's on the shelf at the retailers within a particular asset. Uh, this is pretty fascinating. What other applications can we have? And Jesse and I spent the summer connecting and talking through that. And uh, as, as time progressed, they've really taken the product to another level to include uh, a universal card and commerce integration. And there's a number of other applications that I'm sure we're going to talk through today. Uh, but I think that uh, we've recognized that uh, shopping center discovery uh, is really going to be table stakes for the future of shopping center developers. Uh, customers want the convenience of being able to find what it is they're looking for. They're pre-planning trips a little bit more frequently. And there really is a marriage of physical and digital retail. Uh, AdeptMind is helping to solve that for developers today. Yeah, I would, I, sorry, I would, I would echo those sentiments too. Um, you know, from, from our standpoint, um, entering in, into this space, working with Lee and his team and, and working with JLL at the global scale, uh, it's just accelerated a lot of our partnerships as well. They've, they've been fantastic connectors and uh, do a great job of understanding uh, not only just what you know we have to offer, but a lot of different techni- uh, technical partners and uh, technologies out there and understanding sort of the landscape um, that can help obviously landlords, developers, owners succeed, uh, especially coming out of the pandemic. So it just made it a, a pretty natural fit. From that perspective. Terrific. Now, a few Canadian landlords are using the product. Tell me a little bit about how that's been developing. Sure. Yeah, I can, I can take that one. Um, you know, from, from where we started, uh, I mean, we're a Toronto-based company. Uh, we, we sort of have, uh, we've been around four or five years now, uh, but we have sort of two lines of our product really at the core, the core center of this is is product discovery and and search uh, really is the core functionality, but in two business lines. One is working with retailers directly. So we have a lot of retail partnerships, Alta Buta being one of them, Staples, Decathlon, 
U.S. polo, I think around around 400 to 500 uh, overall search um, product discovery partners in the retail stream. Then on the shopping center side, uh, we had neighboring buildings with CF, uh, downtown Toronto. So like, as I mentioned, we're Toronto based. Uh, and they heard about what we were doing on the, the retail side of the business and approached our CEO and had started a dialogue around, you know, trying to quote unquote, digitize their, their shopping centers. And that's uh, that's really how we got involved in in you know helping them to pioneer uh, live by CF, uh, and since rolled that out to or they've since rolled that out to to all 19 of their shopping centers across Canada. Uh, we're also partnered uh, with Oxford on their Search Find Shop Now product. Uh, that was actually one of the the connectors that that JLL brought to the table, where you know they were sourcing best in class technology having conversations with, with Oxford and, and us as well too. So that, that, that made sense from a, from an introduction standpoint and, and that's how we were, we were married up there. So we work with both Oxford and CF uh, and there should be a, a couple other announcements here in, in the Canadian landscape here coming shortly. Yeah, and tell me a bit about the consumer experience. Um, how did they go on and, and discover the products? Yeah, it, it varies. Uh, I guess, there, there's a it, sorry. It varies based on objectives. Really, the you know the objectives of of the landlord, of the developer, of the the owner. It doesn't you know doesn't really matter from our standpoint. We're open to kind of building and developing uh, different AI solutions depending on those objectives. Um, from from certain number of our partners, it can be just as simple as, hey, we can showcase and allow shoppers to pre-plan their trip by searching for products, searching for services, searching for food vendors, and taking a number of different actions at that standpoint. Really, that's sort of the the non-commerce version, we say, or a phase one approach, where really it's about, hey, you can go on uh, to either an app or or desktop version, search for something like, you know, blue jeans or brown shoes, see the different selections down to the SKU level of each store. And then once you enter into that product display page, you can actually see, uh, you know, skew by skew, the local inventory information and actually see, um, you know, what's available down to that specific postal code or down to that specific zip code of that specific store in that specific mall. And that, that enables a number of different things, whether it's, you know, you, you want to, uh, you know, potentially engage with that product and purchase it now off the retailer site in phase one. Or actually, as I mentioned, pre-planning your trip where you're actually, just like you would going grocery shopping or anywhere else, you know that that product's in stock, you can add it to a wish list and, you know, essentially be, you know, once you get to the center, uh, we can connect to different mapping tools or things like that and, and wayfinding. Um, and you can actually plan your trip to the center using that local inventory. And to us, that that really was the key unlocker and and where this has gone. So it's, it's not just having all of the SKUs, but you need to make sure that you know, from a from a consumer standpoint, they're able to see that that product is in fact available in real time uh, at those specific stores. I think, Craig, I would just add that the big differentiator is the content piece is you're getting the holistic center experience. You're getting the full retailer bouquet because the team at Adeptmind is gathering this information on behalf of the shopping center and the retailer and consolidating that SKU data. So I believe the number is two and a half million is, is, is the number of SKUs that are being displayed at one of the, the clients of, of Jesse and AdeptMind uh, out of Santa Ana, California, at Main Place Mall. 
Uh, I'd encourage the listeners to check out the website. I believe it's Shop Name Place Mall. Uh, if you Google that, you'll you'll come up with the solution. Uh, and you can really put this to the test and, and look at the diversity of product, the ability to filter, look at inventory, colors, gender, uh, size, I believe, is an integration that is, is going to be launching very soon. Uh, it's it's quite innovative and, and very customer friendly. Terrific, terrific. Great little shopping center. It's got, I think, Bloomingdale's and Nordstrom. I've been there in a few years, but <laughs> if, if they're still there, things change. Now, the pandemic has certainly accelerated some trends, including certainly e-commerce. And I guess it'd be a general question for both of you. Um, what are you seeing in terms of, uh, you know, the pandemic changing things, you know, accelerating trends and, and uh, you know, how is this uh, partnership uh, addressing that in terms of uh, this growth of, say, you know, online uh, channels? Uh, from from my perspective in, in our company, I mean, the, the one thing that was really accelerated throughout this was the the availability of local inventory by, by retailers. I mean, they had to scramble um, super fast uh, to try and offer curbside pickup or, or any way to stay relevant at the beginning. And the only way that you could do that is if, is if you have, you know, that local inventory available for people to reserve products or, or purchase on their website for, or curbside pickup or even same day delivery. In a lot of cases, we've seen that, you know, that really take off with the likes of Instacart and, and shipped in the U S but, um, you know, a number of other different partners, but the, you know, I would say that's, that's at the top of the list. I mean, from, from the research we'd done before and analysis on local inventory available by, by retailers pre-pandemic, you're in sort of that 30% range, especially in Canada, it's a lot lower. It was a lot lower. And now you're upwards of this sort of 60 to 70%, especially in the U S and, and in Canada and around 55 to 60% post-pandemic because retailers really had to scramble and, and get that available, um, you know, as I mentioned, to, to offer that curbside or same-day delivery. To me, that, that would be one of the biggest trends kind of coming out of the pandemic and also the blend of um, sort of Omni. I mean, we, as Lee sort of mentioned, we offer that, uh, that commerce approach to this as well too, and we can enable e- an e-commerce platform through this. Um, through, this uh, through this, through our platform anyways, and we're doing that with a number of different partners currently. Um, but really the, the objective then becomes, you know, do you want to offer as a shopping center or, you know, BIA or, or outdoor, outdoor air, we can kind of extend, it doesn't have to be an enclosed center. Do you want to offer curbside pickup? Do you want to offer same day delivery? Because we can enable all of that. The linchpin to that whole thing really is that local inventory and you are fulfilling from store. Um, but it gives them a unique opportunity to uh, offer this to their shoppers. And really there haven't been many other ways to engage with their own shoppers. I mean, in a lot of cases, the role of the shopping center or the owner or the landlord developer is to, um, you know, communicate with their shoppers, drive them to the center. And once they get them in the door, it's kind of going, you know, my work here is done. I've pushed them to the center, but now it's more about, Hey, we can actually offer a fantastic service for our shoppers and really engage with them and treat them like they're our own. You can create, you know, loyalty from that. You can create, um, obviously you get all the data and insights available from that that have never been available to these, to these companies before. And that's, to me, that's going to be the biggest shift. There's going to be much more an emphasis of on, you know, the data and analytics and, and what the shoppers are engaging with and, and, you know, what they're adding to a basket or what they're adding to a wish list or what they're purchasing. And this just allows that, that for that full funnel analysis versus just, Hey, top line, 
you know, we showed them an ad and it was an impression and they clicked on it. And, you know, maybe they visited the shopping center. Great. We can actually get super um, narrow in terms of that full funnel analysis. And I think that'll be another, uh, you know, shift as we come out of the pandemic. I'll add to the, to, to the, to the e-commerce conversation. I think it's no secret that e-commerce has been growing as a total a percentage of, of the retail spend pie for years. Uh, the, pandemic accelerated that there was a major blip in in North America I think we were hovering around the 20% range uh as reopenings have started we've taken a slight dip but are still significantly higher than we were say you know February 1st 2020 and it's sitting in the high teens as far as a percentage goes one thing that will not change I and I think we can probably all agree on this is that the customer journey they're looking for something it starts with mobile, it starts with Google, it starts with a search effort. And finding the customer in that space is absolutely paramount to being able to have an opportunity to, to lead that customer to commerce. Uh, the days of just getting in your car and driving to your local shopping center, if you have an intent, I think there, there's another step in that process today. And it's a search. And if a shopping center can educate their customer that it can be found uh, with a very convenient and easy step, perhaps purchased, held, put aside, whatever the, the, the process that, that's applied with it, that a tool like this can offer, you're almost creating a personal shopper experience uh, and you're able to advise what they're going to find. And if that thing that they're looking for is there for them to find. So that's a, an important consideration. It really is the marriage of the digital and physical. Um, as the cost of shipping is showing to eat away at margins for retailers, this offers a value add from the shopping center to the retailer tenant uh, from the perspective that someone can get in their car. There's a shopping center within a 15-minute drive of 90% of the Canadian population, right? So if you can discover that product and then show up 15 minutes later, get it and be home within an hour with the product that you were desired, you've just beaten some of the major e-commerce giants that are offering quick delivery, same day delivery or next day delivery. Uh, this is even more efficient and, and perhaps even more cost-effective in some cases. Oh, it's terrific. And now tell me a bit about uh, generally, you know, the future of the shopping center. Uh, you know, it, it seems like we've got this really interesting integration with technology that's coming in. Um, we'll continue to see the shopping center, I, I think, at least keep its form or perhaps morph into something that, uh, you know, is hybrid physical digital with entertainment. I mean, I'm just curious to get some insight. Yeah, I'll take a first step, Craig. I think the, the future way that a, a retailer may assess a shopping center isn't going to be just about footfall and sales per square foot. I think it's going to come down to, you know, digital impressions. How are you uh, driving you know, visitors to, to, to make that discovery experience. Uh, what is the digital marketplace or e-commerce channel producing as a, pretent, a percentage of the average retailer's total revenue? Uh, those all may be questions. What's the conversion uh, that, that's occurring here? Um, those are going to be the future conversations that take place and make a retailer choose between, you know, center A on the West and center B and the East if they're only going to do one store in the market. Um, and I, I think that that's going to be an important consideration going forward. Uh, there's other applications, I think, that a tool like this allows you to, to make, which is taking 
that engagement a step further. Once you've built that relationship through a basketed experience, that's a customer relationship. That's the shopping centers. And you can then take that data and really be intentional about how you communicate going forward. Uh, and if you want to dive deeper, you can really get deeper with that. So those are going to be conversations that take place 18 to 24 months from now as the data sets start to build and the and the, the success starts to, to build on that. Jesse, I'll, I'll pass it to you for some, some further thought. Yeah, I would agree. The, you know, especially in your last point, I mean, we, on our retail side of the business, you know, we're very, very deeply ingrained with, you know, as I mentioned, the likes of Ulta Beauty and Staples and these other, you know, enterprise retailers where we're offering, you know, not just product discovery and search, but you have to dive deeper into the data, into the analytics, into customer reviews, into, um, you know, personalization recommendations to make sure that you're driving that AOV up and that, that over providing the best overall customer experience. And I think you're going to see that with shopping centers, especially as they dive deeper into this, you know, this gives the opportunity to bolt on to a loyalty program or, you know, or, you know, to, to a logistics program at, at the, the end side of it and create more of that one-to-one relationship with the customer and that allows us to, to personalize the content better for them is, you know, there, there are offer platforms out there. That's great. We can bolt onto that as well. If you understand that, you know, a, a specific shopper has an affinity for searching for or purchasing products from Lululemon or sport check or whatever it is. And they're, they fit into this bucket. You could offer more personalized offers to them. You could offer more, you know, personalized search results to them, better recommendations, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's, going to morph, I would say the the role of of marketers at shopping centers is going to morph as well. There's going to be more of an emphasis on digital, on digital channels, um, data and analytics. You know, that's that's one thing that we provide is at least some uh, some guidance to shopping centers right now and their marketing teams on on how to use this data and analytics, because that's still something retailers are grasping with other than you know, the likes of Walmart and, and Depot, where they've got, you know, teams upon teams to handle all this data, you know, that's, that's going to be an opportunity as well too, to, to how we actually dive into the data and analytics and support, as I mentioned before, their objectives and, and targets. And there's a bit of a micro fulfillment component here in terms of product is going to be coming directly from the retailer, whether or not they're on a street, they're in a mall, they're in a big box center or whatever they're at. Um, This could, I guess, in theory lead to a bit of a, change in the way that some retailers operate in terms of having a showroom space versus back room space. Yeah. I mean, it, it, as I mentioned, the linchpin to this whole thing is local inventory. If it's, if you want to push, you know, think about uh, trends from last year with the pandemic where you, you shut down everything and, and there's all this spring, you know, clothing available. Let's think of a Macy's or Nordstrom or, you know, HBC for instance, in the Bay, like you've got it to make it a little more local. You've got all this product sitting around. It's okay. Let's, you know, how do we push this out there to, to consumers? You've got that local inventory feed, then, you know, obviously you can communicate to through these, through, you know, through our platform that, you know, and even and potentially promote some of this content to, to get it out to your shoppers. As long as there's scale, you can drive some, some interesting pieces along that to do some clearance type, uh, you know, promotions as well too. So yeah, there's, there's a lot that you can get into. Um, on that side of things, Craig, and that's that's one piece that that they'll be able to leverage through this. 
Oh, very interesting. And uh, and now this would be more of a question for Lee. JLL has done some really interesting things in the last couple of years in terms of partnerships. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Uh, there was actually even one about uh, kind of a make your own lunch device. Uh, you know, now the you know JLL is working with the debt mine. Uh, tell me a bit about uh, you know a bit of the I guess you say non traditional move that we're seeing here in terms of partnerships because I, I think it's quite exciting. Sure. Yeah. Look, we're we're retail advisors and. I think there's been a lot of disruptors and I think there's a better way. I think there's a couple of sayings that come to mind. I think it used to be the the big companies beat the small companies. I think today the fast companies beat the slow companies. And if you're not evolving, uh, you know, you're, you're probably standing still. Um, we've sort of recognized uh, and worked with our JLL technologies team um, to qualify and understand what's behind some of the organizations that we're working with. Uh, the partnership with AdeptMine is really about achieving our purpose at JLL, which is to shape the future of real estate for a better world. You know, the customer wins, the retailer wins, the developer wins with a solution like AdeptMine. Discover your product, get it better, faster, and cheaper. Uh, that's a win-win-win scenario, uh, and that's what we're here for. So our role with AdeptMine is to take an uh, amazing Canadian uh, company that is growing rapidly um, and help to accelerate that growth through leveraging our platform, which is a global brokerage with relationships with developers across the globe. Uh, and that's the journey we've been on. We just announced our partnership, but we're nine months into uh, helping uh, Jesse and his team uh, educate and, and integrate with different developers. And as he said, there's some exciting announcements to come. Uh, this is really gonna be table stakes technology, is not just a, a buzzword anymore. It, it's something that you know people need to take seriously in the prop tech space. This is a really convenient solution, uh, as I said, to lead to discoveries and, and put yourself in a place where you're competing with the big e-com players. Excellent. And is there anything else you want to mention today or talk about in terms of uh, this uh, partnership with uh, JLL and Adeptmine? I, I mean, I think for... for Formally, you know, it's great to, to be out in the marketplace. I would encourage any of the listeners who want to learn more to reach out uh, either to Jesse or to myself. Uh, we're happy to run people through a discovery. We've seen some incredibly exciting uh, concepts and application uh, ideas come together that take different programs from a leasing perspective, from a pop-up perspective, from an activation perspective, and allow centers to engage with their communities in more meaningful ways, um, we would love to chat about that. That's that's the intent of, of our partnership here. And our role in that is, is to be that integrator to help steer those ideas to actualization. And Jesse and his uh, army of, of engineers uh, are able to really deliver on a lot of those customized solutions and ideas. So Jesse, I don't know if I've just signed you up for a bunch of uh, crazy blue sky ideas here, but uh, we certainly haven't come across one that aren't able to steer and, and find some some form of common common application for. Yeah, I, I think from from my perspective, I would echo that as well too. It's, um, you know, I think it goes down back to basics a little bit with with this is you know whether whether you're a shopping center or a retailer, you need a strong search functionality or product discovery functionality. We can provide that right out of the gate, um, and then you can, as I mentioned before, and I, I've said it, you know, other times as well too. You can bolt on different services to that in, in different ways. Lee's mentioned a few, and you know I've mentioned loyalty. There's commerce you can jump into. There's 
offer management platforms or CRM. Like there's so many different things that, that this enables once you get your baseline experience up. And um, as I mentioned, whether you're a retailer, we have services for that and software for that uh, applications. And then you've got the shopping center side and open air centers, BIAs, doesn't matter. Um, you know, we can provide a lot of those different things that uh, then enable you to, to bolt on new things uh, just to amplify your marketing capabilities. Well, terrific. Thank you so much, gentlemen. I'll be following this because it seems like retail's changing. We've talked about shopping centers. We've talked about the physical retail versus digital. And it's really interesting to see where things are going. Uh, I've done studies in the past around shopping centers in Canada. And uh, I think that the way that I look at shopping centers in my future analysis is going to have to change based on the fact that we are seeing this incredible digital integration into the shopping centers. I, I'm just finding the whole thing to be very, very fascinating. So I uh, want to say thank you so much, gentlemen. Again, we've got uh, Jesse uh, Michael. He's the Managing Director of Adept Mind, And we've got Lee Jackson. He's Vice President of Retail Business Development at JLL. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us today. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Craig. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening today. I'm Craig Patterson, and this has been the Retail Insider Podcast. Take care and bye for now.